Hey guys, this is David Fung, and you're listening to The Black Line. Hey guys, and what is up, and welcome to episode 32. Today, I got you a little treat. Not actually, because I don't know how I could get treats to you guys. I mean, like, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I guess I could mail you treats. Like, what type of treats do you guys want? Like, like candy like is candy the treat we want like i guess i could get you candy that might be a little bit hard though like i don't know how would i get candy to you guys like when i have to buy like a, oh first of all first okay let's see let's walk through this i gotta go to the store buy a bag of candy don't know which candy i would get probably a peanut free allergy because that would probably be good i don't know no 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 peanut allergies would be really bad so i get like a non-peanut allergy free one so like something without snickers or stuff like that then after that then i gotta find out who you are listening to this podcast and get this to you so mail maybe but i don't even know how to mail it to you because i don't know who you are so yeah so it's not a physical treat like candy so sucks for you guys if you want candy go buy yourself Mm. so yeah that's all but the real treat i have for you guys today is this episode this episode is kind of exciting um, this episode is obviously, um, the title that I gave it is the title that I gave it. I don't know what title I'm going to give it, so we're going to find out. Um, but I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to tell you about my passion. So if you don't, I think I said this, I'm going to, I say this in the introduction. Um, uh, I'll probably write this in the introduction paragraph, but this, um, podcast is actually a part of my project. So I was given a project this week for school. I'm sorry to jump straight into the podcast, but I was given a project assignment for school about describing what ministry is. So what ministry are we passionate about and what ministry kind of drives us as people that are pursuing jobs in ministry? Because I'm obviously doing a Bible major, which means I'm with a bunch of people that um, are all trying to pursue God through a vocational ministry. And so we all have to obviously describe why we feel called into a certain ministry, why Bible is the place to go, yada, yada, yada. Kind of not exactly proving that we belong to be in the program, but proving that the program is what is directed towards the people that are taking the course. And so, but obviously you can do a ministry elsewhere, like not vocationally, um, but this is what I interpreted the project as, and so that's what I wrote about. So I wrote about what I'm passionate about vocationally. Which, for those who don't know, is really near and dear to my heart. And it's actually um, something me and my roommate were arguing about for a while. It's called voluntary poverty. And that sounds really complicated, right? Voluntary poverty. But it's really simple. It's this idea that we and him are debating about if it's a fundamental Christianity. But it's this idea that Christians should enter... Um, choice a voluntary so like they choose to enter a state of lesser financial lesser financial things so the uh, poverty and, and not poverty in the sense of like you can't feed yourself but in the sense of you enter if you're making money you give your money away you don't buy nice things you have like maybe a two or three shirts at tops you may own a car a single car it's the idea that Christians are designed to, are called into having lesser financial things. And so that is something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about for myself. 
I don't know if I'm passionate about teaching it. I definitely want to call Christians into giving, at least in America, giving up a lot of their physical items because we have so many items in America. Like, we have multiple cars. We may have a giant house. We may have a nice car. We may have, like, 15 sets of clothes. We have all this stuff. But why? Why do we have all this stuff? Is it because we want to have it or because we need to have it? Like, why do we have all this stuff? And could this money be used to help people in need? Could this clothes be used to help a person who only has one item of clothing? As Christians, we're not called to live comfortably. That isn't something that we're called to do. I know that for a fact. But God also uses us where we are. That's where I don't, I struggle to like call it a fundamental. But God doesn't call us to security. God doesn't call us into comfortability. He doesn't. He calls us to give everything we have, to surrender all we have to him. Jesus talks a lot about how it's hard. He uses the parable of the rich man. Um, how he wasn't, he's like, give up all you have, sell all you have and come follow me. And yes, some people say that's situational, that's one person. But God also says, Jesus also says, don't worry about tomorrow, worry about today. And so there's all these Bible verses and ideas that financial poverty could be a fundamental Christianity. And that's something I know for myself that I want to do. Not that I want to be poor, but that I want to offer all I have to people around me. Um, not be scared of, oh, yeah, they might break into my house or steal my TV or break my fridge or break my computer or stuff like that. Not be worried about that because that's such a small thing compared to life. Physical property to me is such a small thing compared to life. Um, the ability to give someone a home, the ability to give someone a place where they feel secure and loved, and the ability for me to share Christ with them is worth more than a thousand things, even a million things, even the whole entire world. I don't know about the whole entire world. It is. I, I know in my brain it is, but I don't know if I was offered the whole entire world, I would choose that, to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. But that's what I feel called to. I feel like I should be willing to give all that stuff. And the only way I could do that is if I became into ministry. It'd be so hard to do that if I wasn't in ministry. To be able to dedicate my time and not have to worry about doing this and doing that. But be, be willing to give up my time to help, help someone out. I, that's something you can't just do. You can't just like not show up to work and say, Hey, I can't show up to work today because my friend needs his car fixed. As a pastor, I can do that. I can be like, Hey, my friend's car broke down. I need to go fix it. Someone in my someone in my church they have their car broke down i have to go fix it or um someone's father just died i'm gonna go and help them for like a whole entire week and not show up to work and maybe not even i might not even show up to preach on sunday be like hey i'm not able to preach on sunday um this person's car just broke down i need to go help them um here's my sermon notes someone else can preach um stuff like that that's like you can only do that in ministry and so that's something i'm really passionate about i want to have the option to i also really want to have that option for young kids, that's my real heart and passion is kids. I want to be working with young kids and working with these people and being able to teach them the gospel and be like, hey, this is what a Christian actually is. This is what a Christian life looks like. It's an authentic Christian life. It's not easy being a Christian. I'm going to be honest with you um, to young kids and to adults, I guess. But that's what I want to do. And so that's where my heart is. It's in this idea of giving all my physical properties and allowing myself to open it up. And for those that don't really know where I'm coming from, there's a lot of verses in Luke that talk about this. And um, there's a lot of verses like James talks about how we should help the orphans. And that really is where my heart is. It's like people that don't have families and fathers, I want to be a father for them. Um, I really want to, if possible, I want to adopt or foster kids. That would be so awesome. But that's really up to my wife. <laughs> I, it's such an interesting concept because of thinking about marriage. And, and marriage is really scary. Not because I'm scared of marriage, but because I'm scared that if I get married, I won't be able to do what God wants me to do. 
that marriage will be a burden that will prevent me from getting to do what God wants me to do. I want to get married. I so desperately want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to really have my own kids. But I don't want these to be burdens that prevent me from doing God's work. Um, let that just, just let that sink in. Think about that in your own life. Um, is there something that you want so desperately, so badly, like me wanting a motorcycle or me wanting to get married or me wanting to have kids? Is there something so desperate you want to have? Now think about it. Does that prevent you or allow you to have a relationship with God? Now somebody say, oh, marriage is glorifying to God, right? Marriage allows you to produce kids. Marriage allows you to have a companion in life. Marriage allows you to have support. God even, com God doesn't command us to get married, but God encourages us to get married. God even, well, God commands us to have, be fruitful and multiply. Um, there's all these, all these, all these, all these verses that are like, oh, marriage, 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 marriage. Well, Jesus didn't get married. Paul didn't get married. Paul even talks about singleness is, should be preferred over marriage. And Jesus talks about how there are eunuchs made by God. Um, and so there's all these verses of like, what is marriage? I know this isn't the idea of, I'm not supposed to talk about marriage because it's not really the topic, but it's, it's important because it talks about the ministry I'm going into. And should I get married into the ministry I'm going to? Does it allow me to perform better goods for God? And I think, yes, I think getting married will definitely allow me to do better things. Having a wife will definitely allow me. It, it will make me more appealing for people to drop their kids off. Um, they may see me as more trustworthy. They may do all this stuff. But my wife also has to be ready and prepared to be like, okay, we're going to go to the Czech Republic. We're going to go to Ukraine. We're going to go to Africa. We're going to Ethiopia, Brazil, Venezuela. We're going to go to different ministry places. We're going to be taking care of this. Honey, we're going to have 15 kids over for the next three weeks. Why? Because we need to. I don't know. There's some circumstances. She needs to be ready for it. And my wife needs to be prepared for that. I need her to know that. And if she isn't, and there's no one out there for me, then it may not be better for me to get married. It may, it honestly would be better for me not to get married than have a wife that doesn't support what I'm doing and prevents me from doing what I feel God has called me to do. And so that's something you should think about in your life. Is there something that you want in your life that even though it may be good in itself, but it, it prevents you from doing greater good? Because God, a direct calling from God or something that God has called you to do is worth so much more than something that is in itself is already good. It's better to be at the heart of what is good than to be have what is good. And so that's just something I want to communicate. That was the idea of the podcast is like, what am I passionate about? What ministry am I passionate about? And how do I achieve that? And so here at Biola, it's been really interesting. Um, I've only been at Biola for about 10 weeks, which is mind-blowing. I've been here like 46 days, I think, or maybe 50 days, including like orientation and stuff like that but that's mind-blowing i've been here for less than three months i can confidently say less than three months and a lot of people come to biola not to get married i don't want to say they come to Biola, but a lot of people come to biola and end up getting married at the end and that's just mind-blowing to me because i look here and i've already been here for so short of time but the idea that in a little while i could find the girl i want to get married to i could be married there could be the idea of marriage and I have to find the right person. And I want more time, yet I don't know if I'll have enough time. So that's kind of what I had for this episode. Um, there's not really too much I want to say. I'm ready to cut my hair. So if you don't know, I have really long hair. I'm ready to cut my hair. I really, I'm just ready to cut it. Um, I love hanging out with my friends. Um, I like to give a shout out to Marina and Becca. They came and cleaned my, cleaned my room. I like to give a shout out to them. I'm excited to do some scoring this week. Um, Greek has definitely been a blast and such a blessing. Um, 
yeah, I just absolutely love you guys. Um, I hopefully we'll have some merch out, and I'm excited to get your merch out for the black line, and I'm excited for that. Other than that, oh, Bible verse, Bible verse, Bible verse. Oh, the Bible verse, Bible verse. Um, I've been reading through John. I'm doing a really detailed reading through John right now. Like I'm literally going through John and marking up every single page I can, reading it like a Tory book, and it's been really interesting. Um, so John one is what I. Um, I'm kind of doing right now. I should be I should be on like John 3 right now, but I'm only on John 1 because I have not been doing my Bible reading Yeah, don't do that. Um, and so I wanted to propose this question or this idea in John 1. It talks about um, Baptism About before baptism before John that baptism was a traditional thing done in Jewish times I'm curious to know how baptism works before then because we obviously believed um, as Christians, as Protestant people, hopefully as Baptists, that baptism has power. And so what did baptism hold before coming into the evangelical, before coming into Christian life? What did it mean to the Jews? And how do we as Christians use this knowledge of how the Jews interpreted it to make us better Christians? And so just food for thought of an idea. Um, obviously, it's not too important. But it's also an idea for you to think about. Oh, oh, another good idea. My good friend, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, but my good friend, she uh, brought up this idea of when did plants get created? Were plants created for men or were plants created for men or were plants created before men? Before or for? And so basically it's before or after men. And how does that relate to our relationship with plants? Just an idea. Um, Genesis 1 and Genesis 3 contradict themselves in the order in which operation occurs. But Genesis is also poetry. So we don't really know how to read Genesis. So, yeah. Just an idea for thought. I love you guys. I'm actually really tired right now. I don't know why I got really tired all of a sudden. That's probably why my voice is really monotone. I also listen to my podcast. I don't know how you guys do this. I'm impressed that you guys even all listen to my podcast. But I love you guys. So, yep. So, peace out, my dudes. And I'll catch you all next time. Have a good day. See you guys.